Hello, welcome to Anchor Church this evening. We're so glad that you've joined us. And um, uh, we're going to get right into the Word in just a second, but I'm going to tell you three ways you can give. First, we'll be uh, worshiping the Lord with our giving. So you can give uh, by uh, post, uh, post mail, what do they call that, U.S. Postal Service. Uh, you can give, and the address is P.O. Box 135, Rectortown, Virginia, 20140. You can give online. Uh, just click the giving link and follow the directions, or you can text your gift to uh, the number 84321, any amount to the number 84321, it'll process for you. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7, and just a minute or two here, we're going to uh, feed ourselves on the Word of God concerning tithing. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 8 says, And here men that die receive tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witness that he lives. This is my, my most favorite tithing scripture in all of the word of God. I guess, number one, it's in the New Testament, right? So I know that this is to me uh, because I'm a New Testament believer. I'm not an Old Testament believer. I do believe in the Old Testament, uh, but I'm, I'm alive after Christ came and I have received him as my Lord and my Savior. So this is uh, written to me. Uh, incidentally, the tithe was instituted before the law even came about to being. It preceded the law, and it also is after the law, and it was during the law. So uh, I know that today tithing works uh, for me and so and for you. So, uh, you know, we had an incident recently where we had unexpected expenses, and, you know, first you're kind of like, whoa, what in the world? What are we going to do? What's going to happen? And then you kind of look to your spirit, and you realize, wait a second, I'm a tither, so I have the rights of a tither. So, in Jesus' name, I demand my tither's rights. Well, uh, and sure enough, then, of course, the Lord came through. The devourer takes, has to take his hands off because we're in covenant with God himself, and he's defeated the enemy. And so, uh, you know, that situation, just the Lord turned around, in a marvelous way, so tremendous blessing. Um, but here in verse 8, it says, Here men receive tithes, but there he receives them. So when we're tithing, uh, man, it goes a lot further than the ministry or the people that you see ministering on behalf of the Lord uh, uh, that you're, you're sowing a seed. It actually goes into God's kingdom and into G the hands of Jesus Christ himself. In other words, he knows when you give and uh, he knows when you tithe. And it says that when you tithe, not only does he receive your tithe. I almost want to say something, but not only does he receive your tithe. So we ought not to stumble over the fact of, well, I like this person. I don't like that person. It's not really about liking this person or not liking that person. It's actually about him receiving your tithes. And that says here, men receive tithes and there he receives them. So first, men are going to receive tithes. That means a human is going to receive tithes here. Does that mean like the tithes are not going uh, to a person, like they don't come to me? They come to the institution, the church, the local church, or, or uh, uh, you know, that's where your tithe belongs, really not, not into other ministries, but into your local church where you're fed the word of God, uh, the place where God has entrusted uh, to, to uh, shepherd and help and guide and protect you and give you the word that you need in season that there may be meat in my house, says the Lord. Uh, but in that place, it says that here men receive tithes, but there he receives them of whom it is witness that he lives. So I love it. I love that verse because I know every time that I am tithing, I honor the Lord with that tithe. Uh, 
It is a declaration. I believe that Jesus is alive. And so I don't have to say it with my words. I do say it with my words. Excuse me. I do say it with my words. But it is actually a declaration with uh, the substance that the Lord has given to me. He's just saying, you know, honor me with uh, tithes and offerings. So 10% plus honor me with that. And just look, the windows of heaven will be opened because of what you're doing. This, is, this gives you access to resources, heaven's resources, heaven's opportunities, heaven's blessing when we tithe. And on top of that, it is a declaration. It's saying every time I tithe, I am saying uh, with my tithe, I am saying and you're saying with your tithe, Jesus is alive. Jesus is my master. Jesus is Lord. Death could not rule over him. So death will not rule over me and death will not rule over my finances. And so it is a privilege and honor that we have to tithe and to bring offerings to our Lord and Savior. And there he receives them. Let me pray with you. Father, we thank you that you are the Lord of the tithe. We thank you that when we uh, tithe, when we sow offerings, Father, that men may receive it here but there he receives it, of whom it's witnessed that he lives. We believe that he lives. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the giving seed to the sower and that, that uh, you always take care of us better than we would take care of ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you give and sow a seed into the kingdom of God. Well, I want to get right into uh, our main message and the main study that we're doing this week. Uh, it's going to be uh, part two of, uh, I believe it's chapter 10 that we're in, the guide inside uh, from Pastor Mark Brzee, a uh, message that the Lord gave him and that they put in a, in a printed form here. And so we're going to pick up on page 140, right where we left off last week, and we're going to get right into the Word. And so, uh, you know, or his, um, his ministry here uh, based on the Word. So we were talking about last week feeding on the Word of God that uh, we really have to feed on the Word because we're talking about being led by God's Spirit or having a guide on the inside of us. And how do we, how do we hear the voice of that guide? How do we receive that direction? Well, uh, really, one of the primary ways you know is through the Word of God. Uh, Psalm 119 says that your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Well, that doesn't mean that uh, your word is just going to light everything up so I see every point of, of uh, turning in my future, every point of direction in my future, but it means the steps that are right before me, uh, I'll be able to see where to step and what to do uh, when I'm in the word. And uh, the word of God is alive, Hebrews 4.12, and powerful sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing in asunder or into uh, soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Well, he's talking about he divi- uh, the word divides into soul and spirit. And uh, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. So sometimes we struggle or we have challenges with our mind that hasn't been as renewed as, as what it could be. And uh, our emotions uh, will, will sway us and our, our perspective. And it'll, your emotions many times make things seem true that are really lies or they make make it seem like well you you just don't know God or he just doesn't love you or you don't have a relationship with him Uh, when that's actually not even the truth if you're born again you have a relationship you are a child of God you have a personal relationship with him so personal that he put his own spirit on the inside of you the most uh, um, deep part of himself his spirit came to live in us and, not, and when he's living in us, he's speaking in us. 
And that means he's speaking to us. And he'll many times, if you yield to him, speak through you. And so this relationship is an intimate relationship with the God of heaven and the God of glory and with his son, Jesus Christ. And it is by the presence of his spirit. So it's good news, such good news that when Jesus and John, he said, you know, it's better for you that I go away. Well, he had been with the disciples uh, in the flesh with them, uh, just amazing miracles. Never had they heard some man speak like this before because he spoke like one with authority. And this one with authority said, you know what? Hey, I'm leaving and it's good for you. And you're kind of like, what? You're saying that I've really kind of enjoyed this. This is, I gave up my whole life for this. And, uh, Uh, this changed everything, changed my perspective. I'm just always on the edge of my seat waiting to see what you're going to say and what you're going to do. Do you know what? That is the pattern of life for the believer who is hungry for God. That when we're hungry for God and we look to Him, we should live on the edge of our seat, expectant for what He's going to say and what He's going to do, right? And uh, because uh, He does that for His children who listen to Him, right? He's trying to do it for all of us, but sometimes uh, He's speaking, but we're not listening. So we're learning just how to tune in to His channel, and it's not really that difficult. The, the natural mind thinks it's difficult, and the flesh thinks it's difficult, but your spirit's like, man, I was born for this. I was made for this right so we have been made to hear from God Uh, we've been made in the likeness and the image of God we've been made like God we've made been made as much like God as God himself has the ability to make a being like himself well that's pretty much like God Uh, somebody said we're just a shade lower than God well uh, you know uh, Hebrews says, what is man that you are mindful him of him or the son of man that you visit him? You've made him a little lower than literally it's the word Elohim, which is the Godhead, the father, son, and spirit that God has made man just a little lower than himself. And so you're not just some um, wimp or some pond scum, somebody said one time, or you're not just some low human being. No, actually, you've been made just a shade lower than God himself. You are a child of God and created in his likeness and in his image. And because of that, he created you to communicate and to commune with him, to hear from him and to be able to speak back to him. And that all happened because of the precious blood of Jesus. Aren't you thankful for the blood? I love the blood of Jesus. That blood uh, annihilates uh, the pattern of sin, the nature of sin. And when we're recreated in Christ Jesus, we get a brand new nature and it's not of us and it's not of the world, but it is of God. And we've been recreated in him for good works. So you're created to do good things. So your default mode is good things and your default words are good words and your default thoughts should be good thoughts. Uh, So when we, when we read the word and feed on the word, uh, your mind all of a sudden is transformed and it comes into union with your spirit so that what's already stirring in your spirit now gains access to your mind. And when that gains access to your mind, it's like, it'll blow your mind, right? So it'll blow your old way of thinking right out of the water so much so that those like uh was it caroline leaf she talks about those ruts that are in the brain from certain ways of thinking the so much so that those ruts totally change and you get a new way of thinking and somebody looking at you from the outside even you looking at yourself you're like i don't remember the person i used to be my cha- my mind my, my my thinking is so different i i kind of recall i used to think that way but i can't comprehend how i used to think that way that's because the word of god you let it uh, um you grabbed hold of it from your spirit 
spirit and it changed your mind and it changed the situation and it changed your thinking. And when that happens, boy, it changes your believing and it changes your speaking and that changes the scenery. So it's a good thing to renew your mind. And um, the, the way this happens is you meditate in the word. Uh, you know, Joshua 1.8 uh, um, uh, you know, we learn that you're to meditate in the word day and night. This book of the law should not depart out of your mouth, but you should meditate in it there and day and night. For then you'll make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And that is when is then? Uh, so he also said that you may observe to do all that is written therein, right? So we're going to meditate, chew on the word, think it over. Uh, let the word be the imagination of our mind. Let the word be the imagination of our heart. So that when we see the future, we see the effect of the word in our life. We see our relationship with the Lord um, flourishing and our life flourishing because of our union with him and because his word is living on the inside of us. It's found a place in our hearts, our minds, and therefore it comes out of our mouth and that changes everything. And so um, he said, feed, page 140, feed on the word. It will reach down and draw counsel from the spirit of God in your spirit. It will separate God ideas from good ideas. So just because there's a good idea does not mean it's a God idea. But if you get a God idea, uh, it will have God's life attached to it, God's power attached to it, God's protection attached to it, God's provision attached to it. So what we're doing is when we read the word, we get to think God's thoughts. The, imagine what thoughts God has, right? And so God must have some amazing thoughts. And if you could just find out some of his thoughts, like, you know, you're like, uh, I wonder what that person's thinking about right now. You know, I'm, uh, you go uh, to an airport or a mall or uh, just go for a hike or a walk. And maybe you see somebody just sitting there pondering and you think, I wonder what they're thinking. What do you think God's thinking? I'll tell you some of God's thoughts. And they're right here in his word. And if you start to think God's thoughts and speak God's thoughts, they'll become a part of you. They will possess you. And when his thoughts possess you, he will possess you. Not like the devil possesses because you have to yield to God. The devil takes and steals, but God is waiting for you just to invite him in. God is waiting for you just to turn yourself over to him, just to turn your thoughts over to him so he can do something that only he could do. He is the God of the impossible. He makes the impossible possible. And boy, when you give yourself to him, uh, you always come out with more than what you give up. You, sometimes you look from the natural side of things. You think, well, I, I don't want to give this up. I don't want to give that up. I want to be able to do whatever my flesh wants to do. But I'll tell you what, that flesh satisfaction is so shallow that when you experience the goodness of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God, you look back at things of the flesh that maybe your flesh was like, I don't want to give that up. And you're like, I am so glad I gave that up because my satisfaction, this is better than anything like that. You know, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit, right? So uh, uh, don't be drunk with wine. We're in his excess, but be filled with the spirit speaking. And so man, uh, you know, I'd much rather be full of the Spirit any day uh, than drunk on wine, uh, drunk on alcohol, uh, because this, it, there is no hanger over here, and there is no regret here. And you say, well, I, I just, I, you know, I want to drink, uh, get drunk because I feel free, or I need, I need to like, uh, what do you call it, 
I just need a break from life. You know what? If you need a break from life, Isaiah 28, 11 says, this is the rest and this is the refreshing. With stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to this people? That's talking about praying in other tongues. And so when we pray in other tongues, boy, there is an inward rest and an inward refreshing. It goes way beyond like what alcohol or drugs or any other thing like that, even just a, just a thrill like jumping out of an airplane. Uh, way beyond what that could do. Doesn't it? You know, you can jump out of an airplane if you want. Just do it in the name of Jesus and plead the blood, right? But, but I'm saying, like, that is only temporal and earthly. But when you pray in the Spirit, that is heaven comes to meet flesh. You know, uh, in uh, Joel, Peter quoting Joel in Acts chapter 2, in Joel, we learn God said, listen to this. Sometimes say, but people say, well, like, what's wrong with my flesh? Well, God said, I will pour out my Spirit on all what? You know what that word is? Can you fill that word in for me? On all flesh. I'll pour out my spirit on your flesh. So your flesh is not evil. Your flesh is not bad. But you want to have the Holy Spirit poured out on your flesh. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on your flesh. This is the explanation that Peter was given from the word of God to those that were looking on the day of Pentecost and said, what is, what's with these people? They must be drunk. They are like hilariously happy. They're speaking in other tongues. What is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The power of God or the spirit of God was poured out onto the flesh of man. And this made a change uh, that got everyone's attention. So if you're yielding to the Holy Spirit and you're letting uh, the power of God uh, come upon you and you're receiving that power, boy, I tell you what, it'll get the world's attention and it'll get your attention. This is the rest and this is the refreshing, uh, yet they wouldn't hear it. So, um, you know, you, you, I'm kind of skipping around here, but I went to page 144. You draw out the counsel of God with prayer. So you draw it out, number one, with the word, but you also draw it out with prayer. And that's where he said, Isaiah 20, 11, the, the one I just quoted, with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. So he said, the more that you pray in tongues, the more sensitive you'll be to spiritual things because it exercises your spirit instead of your flesh. Man, and just, I love that. In Joel, that the, God said, I pour out my spirit on your flesh. Right, so somebody said, I'm having a flesh problem. You know, my problem is I got a flesh problem. Be full of the Spirit, right? Just start speaking in other tongues. Just yield to the Holy Spirit and, oh, you'll be blessed and your flesh will lose its ascendancy. It'll lose its power. It'll lose its voice because all of a sudden your flesh is given over to the Spirit and the Spirit has come upon your flesh and now your flesh is dominated by your Spirit at your choice. The Lord doesn't force you to do it. He that speaks in an unknown tongue. Paul said, I will pray in uh, other tongues and I will pray in the understanding, right? So in other words, he made the choice, an act of his will. He said, I will do this. And so, boy, it's a blessing to pray in other tongues. Uh, it keeps you free from the contamination of the world. You got a lot of people saying a lot of different things, maybe things your flesh is, it wants to look into or is curious about. Boy, you just begin praying in other tongues. Oh, build yourself up on your most holy faith. And all of a sudden you'll find out I have a separation from the world. I've got something happening in my flesh that goes beyond the desires of my flesh, the fleshly desires that may not be godly. I've got the Holy Spirit himself affecting my flesh. And so, boy, you you just be filled with the spirit because God has poured his spirit on all flesh in these days. And the evidence of that is first evidence really is uh, you just begin to speak in other tongues because you're so full. The Bible says, John said, uh, excuse me, Jesus said in the gospel of John, when he, the Holy Spirit has come, he will speak. So what happens is when you get so full of the God's spirit, something bubbles out, something comes out out of 
your belly will flow rivers of living water. And what happens is you begin, your voice gets hooked up with the Holy Spirit and he's able to speak through you utterances or words that he wants spoken, that he wants to to alter the course of your life, that he wants spoken over your life, that he wants spoken over the lives of others. That you, You just get full of God's spirit and this will change everything. You'll just be laughing hilarious. I like what Jude said, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Don't stop there. Keeping yourselves in the love of God. Glory to God. You pray in the spirit. It'll keep you in the love of God. I notice the more I yield uh, my being to praying in the spirit, I yield my flesh to praying in the spirit. I yield my mind to praying in the spirit and I do it by my spirit, by the utterance and words from the Holy Spirit. As I do that, I, 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 am, I'm, I have this demeanor of yieldedness to him. And so in my being, I have given myself to him to use as he chooses. And I notice the more I do that, you know, I, I get the same um, perspective or the same flow, you could say, when I yield to his love that's on the inside of me. So yielding to his spirit on the inside to speak in other tongues. Well, he said in... Um, Romans 5, 5, that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit comes, the love of God comes. So it kind of seems uh, accurate that when you yield to the Holy Spirit to give words forth in other tongues that he supplies, well, it's going to be very similar to yielding to the Spirit to give forth love that he supplies. And so, uh, boy, he's, he's smarter than we are, isn't he? Uh, I love the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're so good. Uh, you, you set up uh, everything in the perfect way. So I love to pray in the Spirit uh, because it, it builds me up on my most holy faith, keeps me in the love of God. I, I get that flow and stay in that flow. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to yield to that love. I meditate on the love scriptures because if I didn't, my mind wouldn't be transformed with them. And uh, boy, when I do, the Lord speaks to me. Uh, what do you mean he speaks to you? Well, what I mean is, you know, sometimes I like to tell people, you know, I, I, I pretty much meditate on that every day, uh, 1 Corinthians 13. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll meditate. And as soon as I start uh, just feeding on that word, I'm like, oh, that is the exact opposite of yesterday's picture, right? In other words, I did not walk in love yesterday. But you know what? Until I saw that in the word, I wouldn't have realized it. I would have thought, yeah, I decided pretty good. I mean, not perfect, but I guess I did okay. But man, when I read the word, it became clear and distinct, right? So it wasn't just an emotional love. It just wasn't reasoning. But in the light of his word, the light that his word brings for my path, I was able to see, well, you you didn't do that. You need to ask that person to forgive you. You need to ask me to forgive you. So I said, oh, Lord, please forgive me. But what I really like is I read the word on love and then a situation happens later that day and feed on that word. And, you know, your flesh sometimes will rise up like, oh, you know. But, uh, you know, the love of God constrains us because we judge this way. If one died for all, then we're all dead. That they that live should live for him who died for them and rose again. And so then what happens is because uh, I'm stirring up the consciousness of the love of God. And when I do that with the word, it separates my soul and spirit. So I'm able to locate where the love of God flows forth from. And when I do that, then all of a sudden now where my flesh would want to do one thing, that word has given me the clarity and the light and the vision to see, wait a minute, 
this is, this, this is not love, this is love. And so I'm going to walk the path of love. I'm going to speak the words of love. I'm not going to speak the words of hate. I'm not going to speak the words of doubt. I'm not going to speak the words of fear. I'm going to speak the words of love. You know, perfect love, 1 John 4, casts out all fear and fear has torment. Oh, uh, he that fears is not made perfect in love. So, uh, man, the love of God will transform your life and it will transform the lives of others if you let that love not just be stopped up on the inside of you, but you let that love flow through to you and thereby then you can flow to others. Because if you read on there in First John 4, it says we love because he first loved us. So, therefore, if we're going to love others, we have to let his love dominate us and let his love be received in us. In other words, I'm yielding myself to his love. I'm not going to think, well, I've done too many bad things. I know myself too well that I don't deserve to be loved. No, that's, that's a consciousness that the devil wants you to identify with. But Jesus came that you would have a new kind of life and a new kind of consciousness and that you could identify with someone new. And that someone is the perfect lamb of God, Jesus himself. He said, I died that you could identify with me. In fact, I took all of your sins. I took all of your sickness. I took all of your disease. I even took the nature that you had in you that was dominating you that no matter how hard you tried, no matter how much you did, you kept messing up. No matter how disciplined you were, you spent all this time and all this effort and and you thought, okay, I got it this time. I'm going to do it right this time. But Jesus said, I came to just take away that nature that causes you to do the wrong thing. I took it out of you. I took it out of you. Glory to God, he took it away from us. It doesn't belong to you. When you're a child of God, you've got God's nature. So your nature is to do right and to do good. You've got a good nature. Uh, as good as God is, that's how good your nature is because you've, you have become a partaker of his life and nature. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. It is good to be a child of God. It is good to have him living on the inside of you. It is good to listen to him. And boy, you get in the word, you pray in other tongues, and you'll find out, man, I'm hearing from God. The things of God are so real. You begin to see God even in the earth. You know, even all creation, when you're conscious of the things of God, you begin to look at creation. You'll be like, that sunset, that is speaking to me. That's God speaking to me. Well, that's in Romans. Uh, the, The Bible says that all creation even declares that God is. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Oh, the word is good. Amen. Let's just take a praise break. Why don't we take a praise break? Thank you, Lord. Oh, we love you. We love your word. You are so good. We thank you, Father. Oh, for your goodness, uh, that your goodness has no end. For your mercies, your mercies, they have no end. They're new every single day, every single morning. Father, that you have made a way for us when no one else believed in us that you believed in us. When no one else thought it was possible that we could live for you, that our life could be changed, that, that things around us could change. You saw us and you came and you rescued us out of that miry clay, out of that pit, and you set our feet on the solid rock of your son. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, you're so good. And we thank you that you're good. Oh, hallelujah. Well, you know what? Let's just do this. If you're watching right now, if you've joined us, Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. Maybe this is foreign to you, but you got something right now stirring in your spirit. You know what that is? That is God's own spirit coming upon you, drawing you, uh, declaring reality and truth to you so that you can see and you can know how things really are. You know, the Bible says that Satan has blinded the eyes of the world so they could not see the light of this gospel that like just, just totally 
changes everything in your world, changes your whole perspective that gives you light where the devil gave you darkness, that gives you hope where the devil gave you despair, that gives you freedom where the devil gave you bondage. Jesus came that you could live life full 110% beyond what's normal, that your life is not over. You may look back at your life. You may be middle-aged or older. Sometimes even younger people get this perspective because the devil's working on you, trying to steal from you. And the perspective is, well, you're too old. Things have passed you by. There's no hope for you. You might as well give up. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Just yield to the spirit of the Lord who's coming on you now. He loves you. He has made a way for you. He has such a good plan for your life. Don't, don't doubt his plan. It's not a plan like, oh, some people think, oh, I'm going to live for the Lord and now my life's going to be boring. If you're doing it right, you're living by faith and trusting him. It is far from boring. It is an adventure of faith, which means it's an adventure where you just turn your life over to the Lord and you look to him. And when you do that, when you do that, you better hold on tight, brother, sister. You know why? You got to hold on tight because the impossible happens with those that believe God. And so when you believe God, you'll actually see uh, dramatic changes in your life. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about when challenges come that before they would have taken you out. It would have destroyed you. It would have like uh, taken you, uh, taken all the money that you had, taken all the strength that you had, taken all the emotional energy that you had. No, now when you turn to Jesus, when you give your life to him, you've got a strength that goes beyond your own strength. You've got an ability that goes beyond your own ability. You've got a vision that goes beyond your limited vision. You've got an eternal vision that comes from eternal father and you've got eternal energy flowing in you and on your behalf. So you just yield yourself over and you get to see like this is a dead end. Nothing's going to happen. Your mind will think that. And all of a sudden you'll be like, but I'm, I believe God. Like Paul on the ship, in the ship, you know, they thought everything's going to be destroyed. Everything's going under. He's like, you know what? You know, in the middle of this despair looking thing, I'm turning to the Lord. And so he said, wherefore people, sirs, I believe God. It'll be just like he said. And you know what? Their lives were saved. The ship was destroyed, but not one man lost their life. And they were all saved. They got on shore. Man, the Lord came through. And so when it looks like everything's just totally done, totally over, you don't have to have your own power to fix it. You just turn your life to Christ and turn. And then once you've done that, you just turn every situation over to him and you watch him do things and just marvel and laugh <laughs> because like, wow, this is pretty good. Uh, you got the answer for everything, don't you? Yeah, he does. He does. So if you'd like to receive him right now, it'd be the best decision you ever made. Today is the day of salvation. The Bible says, don't resist the spirit of God. It is, it is, it is a miracle and it is the love of God that he's moving on you now. Don't resist him. Uh, the, where, the place that you receive Jesus is in your heart. You want to isolate your heart? One of the best ways I know is if you ever had to forgive anybody. I just talked to somebody yesterday, the day before. I said, you ever had to forgive uh, your husband before? <laughs> oh, yeah, she said. I said, well, okay, that locates your spirit right? If you legitimately are forgiven them, that is the real you. And so that's the place you believe God. So it's not mental reasoning. What well, does this make sense? Somebody lived 2000 years ago. I'm going to confess their name and uh, I'm going to believe God raised them from the dead and I'm going to be saved. Well, if you're believing, believing is of the heart, not the head. So it's not reasoning. It's not with reasoning that we receive Christ, but it is with what? Believing. So it's not with the mind, but it's with the heart. That's the place you forgive, right? Remember? That's the place you forgive. Okay. So uh, John, uh, Romans chapter 10 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right, if you wanna do that right now, I'm gonna pray a prayer from my heart and I just want you to repeat it from your heart. See to it that you grab hold of what we're saying with your heart and then re-speak it out of your mouth. And if you do it from your heart, your life is gonna be um, recreated. You're gonna be a new creature. You're gonna be recreated in Christ Jesus for good works. <laughs> it's good, it's good. Oh, the word is so good. Hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. Well, all right, if you want to pray that prayer, um, I want you to make a decision here in the next couple seconds. Uh, three, two, one. All right, just decide. I'm going to do it. I'm going to act from my heart, just like forgiving. You Sometimes you don't want to forgive, but you're like, you know, I need to do it. That's what I'm going to do. That's what you do. You need to do this. Just yield to the Lord. He's not a thief. He's not going to take from you. He's a giver. He's a lover. He's going to give to you. All right, so just pray this prayer with me. Say, oh God, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins to take them away, to take my old nature from me. And I believe that you raised him from the dead so that could be my reality. I'm not going to live for myself anymore. I'm going to live for your son, Jesus Christ, and for you every day. Thank you that I am now born again. I take Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, that I'm part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. If you just prayed that prayer, heaven just came to meet earth. You just got a new life. You just became a new creature in Christ Jesus. You got a fresh start. I, I don't know if you realize this, but your slate has been wiped clean. That weight that was on you, it's now been removed. It's been placed on Jesus. And let me tell you, he knows how to take care of a weight and, and a trouble and a trial. And he loves you so much. Well, we don't want you just to get born into the kingdom like a little baby's born and then all of a sudden they, they don't know what to do. That you know, <laughs> They would starve to death. They could be born uh, from their mother, but then they might starve to death. So uh, we want to get you some materials. I'd love to have your name so that we can be praying for you. And uh, if you could send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at anchordc.org or dot, uh, A-N-C-H-O-R-D-C dot O-R-G. We can get your name and be praying for you, get you some materials, connect you with the great church. We're a great church in the D.C. metro area if you're in our area. Oh, please come and join us. We'd love to meet you. Uh, we want to be your friend and we want to be a resource to you and uh, uh, minister the word of God to you and minister to other people together with you. Uh, God has a great plan for your life. Uh, don't try to do it alone. If you, if you do send us an email, um, we won't send you a bunch of junk mail. That's not the purpose of this. Uh, honestly, the purpose is uh, to help you to live for God and to experience his very best in every area of your life, your relationships, your job, your finances, your health, your body, uh, your mind. Uh, we we re really want to be a blessing to you. Um, they may be able to also put up uh, 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 on there like, a, you know, there's a thing you can raise your hand, fill out a form there. Uh, you could do that as well. Uh, that's another way to contact us. But we're so thankful, so happy. There's such rejoicing in heaven today because you decided to come back to God, to come into the family. Uh, you know, God loves you and uh, he has such an awesome plan for your life. 
just read your Bible, pray every day, get connected with a great church, reach out, be a part of a, a local body of believers. There's strength and help and, and um, uh, God speaks even through people to you. He loves you. God bless you. We love you. And thank you so much for joining us today and tonight, this evening. We're so um, uh, thankful that you're with us. We look forward to seeing you uh, when we come together in person at, at uh, Lake Akating Park and uh, also back online for the online services. God bless you. We love you. Have a great evening.